widening Mideast crisis families of Israeli hostages protest at border crossing to block aid to Gaza. Victoria Kim Adam Raskin Mark Landler Families of Israeli hostages being held in Gaza began a protest at a border crossing on Thursday in a bid to to blockade from entering the territory, after the United Nations said that demonstrations a day earlier had forced more than 100 trucks to reroute through Egypt. On Wednesday, Israeli protesters at the Karim Shalom crossing held up trucks carrying humanitarian aid for hours, the UN Humanitarian Affairs Office said, in its daily update. Nine trucks made it through the checkpoint in southern Israel, while 114 others were redirected to the crossing in Rafah, according to the report. A total of 153 truckloads of food, medicine and other supplies entered through the two crossings on Wednesday, according to the United Nations. The agency did not specify whether the number of trucks was reduced by the protest. Photos from the crossing on Thursday showed a small group of demonstrators holding signs with the faces of hostages on them. The Hostages and Missing Persons Families Forum, the group representing the relatives of Israeli hostages, said that the aim of Thursday's protest was stopping aid to Hamas until all hostages return. Israel opened the crossing at Karim Shalom in December after pressure from the United States to speed up the flow of humanitarian aid into Gaza, where most of the territory's 2.2 million civilians are enduring extreme shortages of basic supplies and are at risk of starvation. At the time, Israel said it was committing to 200 trucks a day, but the rate of entry has fallen far short of that goal, averaging around 130. With virtually no commercial goods available inside Gaza, its residents are dependent on aid to survive, international agencies and aid groups say. Before the reopening of the crossing at Karim Shalom, aid was able to reach Gaza only through Rafah, which connects southern Gaza with Egypt. The United Nations said that since its reopening, about a fifth of the aid has been going through Karim Shalom. Hostage families and other supporters have taken more aggressive steps in recent weeks to demand the release of their loved ones, storming into the Israeli parliament, taking over highways and staging protests outside Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's homes. The families have sought to pressure Mr. Netanyahu's government to give priority to the safety and return the hostages who were taken during the October 7 Hamas-led attack on Israel. How are the negotiations going? A week-long truce in November allowed the release of more than 100 of the hostages abducted in Hamas's October 7 attack on Israel, 240 Palestinian prisoners were released as part of that deal. Since then, both sides have staked out seemingly intractable positions for another such agreement. The talks have advanced in fits and starts, with the leader of Israel's Mossad intelligence agency meeting, Qatari officials, in both Qatar and Europe. Many of Hamas's political leaders are based in Qatar. Egypt, which borders the Gaza Strip, has also played a key role. The mediators have put forward multiple plans over the past several weeks, thus far with little evident progress. The duration for a proposed ceasefire have ranged from weeks to months. Reports of some of the proposals leaked to the press prompted controversy in Israel, where right-wing politicians said they would oppose plans they said would end the war prematurely. Brett McGurk, the top Middle East coordinator at the White House, headed back to the region on Sunday to work on freeing hostages, according to two American officials who spoke on the condition of anonymity. What terms are being floated for a new ceasefire? 
Hamas officials say they will only release the remaining hostages in Gaza, believed to number more than 100, as part of a comprehensive ceasefire. Benjamin Netanyahu, Israel's prime minister, said on Sunday that he would not accept any deal for a permanent ceasefire that left Hamas in control of Gaza. Under one recent framework for a deal, mediators proposed a phased release of the remaining hostages and Palestinian prisoners, with the goal of achieving a stable ceasefire, a senior Western diplomat and a regional diplomat said. What are the sticking points? The biggest stumbling block is whether a ceasefire would be designated as temporary, like the last one, or permanent. Israeli officials have suggested they might consider a permanent ceasefire if Hamas's Gaza leadership leave the Strip and go into exile, the two diplomats said. Hamas officials have rejected that idea. Hamas and its leaders are on their land in Gaza, Hizam Badran, a senior Hamas official, said in a text message. We won't leave. Another possible impediment to this plan, Mr. Netanyahu said in November that he had told Mossad to act against the heads of Hamas wherever they are, likely raising fears within Hamas about whether the leaders would be less safe outside Gaza. What happens after the war ends? Another key negotiating track involves the future of the Gaza Strip after the guns fall silent. Biden administration officials have said they hope the Palestinian Authority, which administers parts of the Israeli-occupied West Bank, will return to control Gaza. U.S. officials would like to see both areas included in a future Palestinian state. Hamas seized control of Gaza in 2007, expelling the rival Fatah party, which dominates the Palestinian Authority. If Hamas remains in Gaza after the war, it would likely prove a formidable obstacle. Mr. Netanyahu has largely ruled out the return of the Palestinian Authority to ruling Gaza, at least in its present form. He has also indicated that he would oppose the establishment of an independent Palestine after the war. Complicating matters further, the Palestinian Authority, led by Mahmoud Abbas, faces severe internal challenges. Polls regularly show that most Palestinians want Mr. Abbas to resign. He was last elected to a four-year term in 2005, and his critics accuse him of presiding over an increasingly autocratic regime that has failed to end Israeli rule. Britain's Foreign Secretary, David Cameron, raised the pressure on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel on Wednesday to allow more channels for humanitarian relief to enter Gaza, according to British officials. Mr. Cameron made the case during a private meeting with Mr. Netanyahu in Jerusalem before traveling to the West Bank to meet the leader of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas. Neither Mr. Cameron nor Mr. Netanyahu spoke after their meeting. Briefing journalists before it, British officials said the foreign secretary would urge the Israeli leader to allow more aid to flow into Gaza, where the mounting civilian death toll has become an acute source of concern in London. Mr. Cameron's Middle East tour, which will also include stops in Turkey and Qatar, came two days after Britain joined the United States in the latest round of airstrikes on sites controlled by Houthi militants in Yemen. American and British officials are trying to halt attacks by the Houthis, who say they are acting in solidarity with Palestinians in Gaza that have disrupted vital international sea lanes.
Mr. Cameron's pleas to the Israelis, like those of President Biden and his aides, have not borne much fruit, and on Wednesday, he found a defiant Israeli leader, who along with much of the country was mourning the deaths of 24 Israel Defense Force soldiers in the Gazan city of Khan Yunus. We will continue to fight determinately to vanquish the brutal enemy we face, Mr. Netanyahu said in a speech on Wednesday marking the 75th anniversary of the founding of the Israeli Knesset. We will continue to safeguard our national revival.